Hey there, it's Angie and Nicole. And guess what? We got friends. Yay! <laughs> you know, the podcast is called Angie and Friends on a Podcast. And usually it's just Nicole. <laughs> so Angie and Friend. Friend decided. And now, well, we have had a couple of guests. Yes, we have had a few plurals come in. Yes, and it's been cool. And so this year with 2023, I think we're in season four. So I know. I, I was wanting to take some time and really get to know people who have impressed me. And so she's like, oh, this Kayleen, she's like, no, no, what? What are you talking about? I hear Shania Twain in my head. Yeah? That song, You've Impressed Me. I don't know it. I All right. Don't impress me much. Yes. Oh, no, no, okay. <laughs> Wrong song. Sorry. That's not a good introduction. Kayleen okay, got it. Sorry. Okay. Thank so, you. Kayleen Kerr is joining us today. Okay. So give you some backstory. Kayleen was meeting with Cheryl. Cheryl's a mutual friend of ours. And when Kayleen left with her girls, then Cheryl filled me in on how awesome Kayleen was. And I was very inspired and said, hmm, I would like to get to know Kayleen better. So I what better way than to stick her microphone in her face and record everything she says. <laughs> right. So she had no idea, but she was gracious to go ahead and come in and record with us without knowing what we were going to do to her. So good morning. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> you make it sound awful. You're not going to have many other plurals coming in or wanting to participate. Well, they just have to trust me. She trusted. <laughs> she had to ask a lot of questions first. But it, right? Always. I mean, it's, but she said, hey, you know, someday I'm thinking about doing a podcast. Well, what better way to do a podcast than to stick your face in front of a microphone, right? Awesome. Exactly. I mean, she's Nicole is is podcast famous now. She's she gets recognized on the street all the time. You're making up a bunch of stuff. <laughs> all right. And so, Kayleen, one of the things that we do is we always have our coffee with us, as you've probably already gotten that that memo. What happens is when you go to the coffee shop, we used to go to the coffee shop and we sit there and talk about things or we listen to other people talking and it's like overhearing cool conversations. And I said, why don't we do a podcast where people can just kind of listen in on our conversation? That's really all there is to it. It's that Seinfeld yeah, concept. There's a no whole lot of nothing. A whole lot of nothing. But it seems that people like it. <laughs> we, we enjoy we, we do get into some um, mom topics. We get into some oh, lots of God topics and, and just life and how things are going. And since we started the podcast, I met my husband. I got married. <laughs> it was just my mom moved in with me. My dad died. I mean, I was just been all kinds of stuff that's happened since we started this podcast. And her kids are growing. It's like a vocal record journal. Yeah. Diary. And people are reading our diary. So welcome. And you get to share and pour out anything. That you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's learn a little bit about you. And I'll let that be wide open. I'm not going to ask you really personal questions, but tell us about you, whatever you want to say. You can really ask me anything you want. Um, well, there you there's go. There's not many <laughs> things that I don't share with other people. Not because I'm an oversharer, but just because I feel like it's important to be vulnerable. And um, so about me, I am I married for seven years, I had to think about it. <laughs> Been with my husband for 13 years, so it's like I had to remember when we got married in the middle of that. <laughs> and then we have three kids, um, a three-year-old, four-year-old, and a five-year-old. My son is the oldest, and I've got two girls. Um, they're wild <laughs> all the time. And 
um, you met a couple of them at the coffee shop. I did. My girls, <laughs> my girls were like WWE wrestling in the middle of a coffee shop. Awesome. And I'm trying to talk to Angie and she, they're just going at it. So finally, like she mentioned, my friend Cheryl was there and she walked over and just tamed them down a little bit so I could talk to Angie. But um, I just really, I was really lost my whole life thinking that I loved Jesus and I didn't. And then it came around to um, just about three years ago, I started meeting with Cheryl because I just felt like God was like, hey, you know all these facts about the Bible. And I had been in Christian school. I grew up in church and I knew all these things, um, but I didn't know what God was really talking about to me. Mm. And uh, so I always heard those verses about love the Lord your God with all your heart. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, I love the Lord. Well, I didn't, I didn't realize until I, now that I do, it's a mm. different atmosphere. So I was constantly seeking what, what I needed or what I wanted from other things. Mm. And I was constantly unsatisfied. Um, I really always wanted to be a mom. I still went to school and did all these things, but <laughs> I always wanted to be a mom. And I worked, um, and I got a psychology degree, and I worked in. You got a what? Psychology degree. Oh, you got a psychology degree? I do. Uh oh, she's going to be analyzing <laughs> us. Oh boy. It has been such a blessing <laughs> in motherhood, actually. I bet. <laughs> it kind of gives you that like perspective of what you know kids are capable of versus what you expect of them. Um, that has been a blessing, or even dealing in ministry things. Yeah. Because I'm not as. I'm not as offended as most, I think. Yeah, I took a little bit of psychology in college and I it was just enough to make me dangerous because now I like try to analyze people and God really had to check me on that and say, uh, you don't need to, you just need to love them. And I had to learn that. It's probably helped in marriage too. I don't know about that yet. Yeah. <laughs> but see, see, my husband's wise to that one and he'll say, don't try to overanalyze me. Right. And yeah, he's he's a wise man. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, it is a real thing, though. They say that if you're a psychology student, they're like, be careful. Don't start diagnosing yourself with things because you will. Because mm -hmm. you're, you see all these tendencies in your friends and in you. And they're like, just take a step back. Yeah, <laughs> so. I believe it. Oh, wow. You know, let me just before you go on, let me just say what a good thing. Um, we're, we're obviously older than you, but you found someone who was a more mature Christian than where you were and, and have been mentored by her. And that is such a powerful thing. Well, it's biblical and it is, and we should be doing it more. You and I should find somebody younger or younger should find somebody older. I mean, I think this is beautiful because what, what a great influence she's been on your life to yes. help you to grow. And I, I just love that discipleship and mentorship. And yeah, that I just think that's fantastic. So kudos to you and well, to Cheryl for being yeah. willing to do that. And you've been meeting for years, haven't you? For the past three years. Yeah. Wow. And I understand where you came from because I grew up knowing who God was. I had conversations with him, but there was no relationship. I didn't understand no. that he loved me and he wanted to be my father. I didn't understand that part. And that was life changing when it happened. Yeah. And it was definitely a heart issue on my part. It was not him that he wasn't close. He was always there. Mm -hmm. I just found other things, including myself, more important than God. Oh, boy, that one will preach right there. <laughs> yeah. I, know. Um, yeah. I was telling you that I, you know, I was seeking all these things and I always wanted to be a mom. Well, then when I became a mom and it wasn't what I needed. It wasn't the satisfactory. Mm. It wasn't, it didn't fulfill my longings and desires like I thought it would. And so then I had another baby 
And then I had another baby <laughs> and it still didn't, you know, do the trick. You know, I thought and it wasn't why we had babies, but I just thought like along with why we had another one, like I thought, OK, God, like maybe it was just that, you know, I just haven't jumped into motherhood yet. You know, whatever. I used to think that one will love me back and never leave me. You know, the children. Yeah, I was really I was really messed up as a I was a 21 year old mom. And so I, I thought this is this is a child who will never leave me, you know. And that was yeah. a bad, <laughs> bad you, thinking. You were naive. Yeah, very much so. I just wanted to be loved. Right. Well, a child will love me. Well, right. now that he's 34, <laughs> he's off doing his own thing. I'm like, do you still love me? <laughs> just kidding. I mean, my son does say that he's going to kick the neighbors out of the house and move in next door to me when he gets <laughs> oh, <that's> older. Sweet. <laughs> I don't know how his wife will feel about that. <laughs> you got to you got to prepare now to be a good right. mother-in-law. Right. You too, Nicole. The mother-in-law thing? Yes. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that yet. However, my son Ian, <laughs> when he was about 5 or 6, said he was going to dig a big tunnel under our house. And he was going to live underground and he was going to come upstairs and get batteries so that he always had light oh and then gosh. he would have access to our kitchen. So there is something He needs to be an engineer. Yes, but yeah, I know, I know, super cute and adorable. And as a mom, your heart melts like, oh, that's so sweet. Well, he's 16, almost 17 now. Pretty sure he'll dig a hole somewhere, but it's not going to be at your house. Be at my house. My uh, my son was like, I'm I'm out. I was I was a wonderful mom. Anyway, let's go ahead. Keep going, Kaylee. Oh, Sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> I I just like talking about this because I don't think that. Most people who are Christians, I think that they believe, but then they don't get that relationship. And there's so much yeah. more that Jesus has for us. Absolutely. Um, but three years ago, I was just still, after my second child was born, I suffered severely from postpartum anxiety um, and depression. But I didn't realize it. it was something that I figured out later on. Um, but to the point where I... Hopefully this is not oversharing, but to the point where I wanted to end my life. Mm. Like I thought, because I just felt like I was failing constantly. And I think it was because I'm like, well, if I'm not satisfied and I'm, and I'm grouchy all the time with my kids and they're just wee babies and I'm, what am I doing? Um, and I was like, I, my kids would be so much better off without me. There's all these people around them that are good influences and that's a blessing for us. Um, but they'd be better off without me. I mean, I go to get the mail and be like, oh, wouldn't be the worst thing. Like if somebody came by and like accidentally hit me, like the terrible thoughts that are yeah. like, enemy intrusive thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. It was not definitely not of God. Um, but I started meeting with Cheryl mm. and I, and because I felt like God was like, you need to just, you need to know me more. But I was having trouble. I was constantly told that I was a bad reader. And so then I let that sink into me into adulthood. And I, never read anything. I didn't even read my Bible. I would go to church on Sundays, but that was about it. And um, she just sat down and challenged me Which she's like, well, basically said, you know, what do you want to study together? She didn't really challenge me say like, hey, you have to do this by yourself. <laughs> right. but, um, so I start reading with her and she didn't know about this at all. I mean, she had no idea that I had those intrusive thoughts that were coming in my mind. Um, but she just came and faithfully every week came to my house and dealt with trying to whisper over my kids' naps because at the time my kids were sleeping in the living room. We didn't have an, our upstairs open yet. And we would just whisper to each other for an hour while we talked about Jesus and what we had learned that week. And I grew to know the Lord well because of her. Mm. So a year later, I ended up telling her that she 
had by her obedience to the Lord, she had saved my life. Wow. A year later. Yeah. I can't even imagine if somebody said that to me. I, I just don't even know. I would uh, that that must have been quite a moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cheryl, both of us are not very emotional people. <laughs> we don't. Um, neither one of us are. Um, you're a common everyday woman that is very emotional. So oh, we are. The- we'll cry at the drop of a hat. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, we're kind of sort of not the common everyday woman. And I think there is this persona out there in social media and Hollywood that we as women are supposed to do and be X, Y, Z or as a mom. Yeah. What is the normal? Whatever. The more women I talk to, and I just came back from a women's retreat, the more women I talk to, this is normal. I mean, like, you're normal. I'm normal. You're normal. Everybody else feels like they're living in this box, this bondage type, and there needs to be freedom and and deliverance Mm -hmm. for all of those, as you said, intrusive thoughts. And one of the key things this weekend that was said is, God loves me enough that he dot, dot, dot. And that looks different for different people. Yeah, God loved you enough that he, I mean, you're just like sharing so much and it's ministering to my heart. And I'm thankful that you're here because I know that God's going to use this conversation to help somebody to meet someone where they are because he loved you enough and he loves them enough. And I know there are male listeners as well. And so the men out there, God loves you enough that he will and does dot, dot, dot. Wow. Exactly. That's pretty powerful. And, you know, I think that as moms and women and moms, I should say a lot of we're made to be nurturers for the most part. Yeah. And so I think that when we start having families, we start to f- start losing ourselves. Yeah. And our identity is so very important to our Christian walk. Yes. And and what you got back was who you really are in Christ. Exactly. And and you can't get that unless you're finding out like you're seeking him in the Bible, in the word. And that's the way to get to knowing who you are so that you don't lose yourself as your putting your whole life into other people and raising little, little humans, right? That's a right. big job. And yeah. we've been, you know, we're, we're gifted with that. But then uh, as at the other side of it, you know, if you ask any mom, maybe I even ask you <laughs> like, what do you do during the day? I run my kids around, yeah. right? Your life <laughs> yeah, revolves right. around your kids. You do the same thing and you I'm, got a big I'm, van. And I, I, we, I have five children. Oldest is 18, then almost 17, 14, almost 12 and 10. And I'm now in a new season of what does motherhood look like? And I'm branching away from the running around that I'm doing. So there's different seasons of, yeah. of motherhood. And it's weird to be in the one and transition to the other without having this false guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I, I have all my kids are adults now. You're and a they're grandma. All, I'm a grangie. Don't yes, forget. Sorry, <laughs> but the other side of that is I stepped back and let my kids live their lives and supported them however. But I didn't intrude. You know, I don't call them all the time. I'm coming down. You know, I'm not invasive. But then they got to be, we don't get enough time with you. When I, when I told them I was getting married, that was the first thing I heard. We don't get enough time with you now. Right. And now you're bringing another guy in? And I didn't realize that. See, in my eyes, I was just trying to give them space to grow on their own. And I was kind of supporting from afar, but it worked against me in the way, long run. Yeah. So if you think about what you just said, you were giving them space to do their own. Mm -hmm. 
God does that for us. He gives us space. He waits. He knocks until we're ready and ready to receive. And so over small whispers at the table with your children on the side, God used that time preciously because he loved you enough. And those kids are getting it. (laughs) They're getting it spoken over them. I want to hear more. Share more. (laughs) Okay. Um, I was thinking while you're talking about the losing yourself and I you see that all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. these, everybody's like, don't lose yourself or like, you got to find yourself again. Right. And you were so right that mm. I just found my true self and my true self isn't what I decided. It right. isn't what I think it is. My true self is what God says I am. Mm-hmm. So yes, there are so many parts of my life that I've had to sacrifice because I'm a mom. Not that I didn't choose to be a mom. It wasn't an accident or a mistake. I, but dying to myself is what I have to do every day to be more like Christ. Mm -hmm. So motherhood has been a blessing to smack me in the face (laughs) and make me do it on the days that I don't want to do it at all. Mm. I Here's another little vulnerability confession. My husband was looking for something the other day while we were gone for, I was down the road for two minutes and I came back and he had torn apart my bedroom, just like looking for something and left it that way and left. Ooh, and I had cleaned the house all day, so I was so mad. And I'm just complaining to God. I'm like, God, I'm dying to myself every day. And it just feels like he's not dying to himself, you know? <laughs> just, <laughs> been there. I've been right. there. And then I just really felt him be like, yeah, that's kind of the point. Like, you're supposed to die to yourself. It doesn't matter what he's doing. I'm like, oh, all right, fine. <laughs> like, I, like, all we, right. we call those holy two by fours to the head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> My girlfriend and I were like, but we need nails. So it sticks when yes. it's it <laughs> and nails in the two by four. Nicole, come on. Keep up, man. I'm listening. I don't I don't need to be hit twice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But no, I get hit every day. I hope this is an encouragement and it may not. I don't know. But discovering who we are in Christ, I feel like is a long life. Yes. Journey because I, I mean, you're, you got your stuff together or you're getting it together now. Okay. I was not <laughs> getting it together at that age. I don't know about you. I feel like I just started to get my stuff together in my fifties for heaven's sakes. And just understanding the depth of our identity in Christ. It yeah. is an endless, an endless well I mean, there is so much yeah. to discover and every little bit is a blessing along the way. So, yes, he is showing you how much he loves you and that you're beloved. And the way that he says you are is the way he created you. Can I share with my 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 radio story with you real quick? Because sure. this might illustrate what I'm talking about. What? Is she going to say no? Well, I suppose <laughs> it's Angie and friends That's on right. a podcast. Sorry, I'm just saying. No, I really want to share this with you because um, I got into radio at a different station and it was kind of by a fluke. I would just kind of happen to know the guy and he was like, come on, I need you. And and I got into it and it was fun, but it was not something I wanted to continue in. And then I had a bad experience there and I was like, Lord, you can send me anywhere, (laughs) anywhere but radio. And there's Mark saying, come work for me, come work for me. And I go, "Ah, I'm just not doing radio. When I finally decided to work for him, I said, I will not be on the air And he goes, fair enough. And so I came to work for him doing other stuff. And then three weeks, no, six weeks in, he was like, I need you to take over the morning show. And I was like, mad. I was six weeks, six weeks. (laughs) I was so mad. And he goes, I just, I just need it for a time. And I go, all right, three months. I'm giving you three months. Well, within two weeks, 
I knew this was exactly what I was supposed to be doing. And it's almost 10 years later now. It's crazy. But the reason I tell you this is because I thought I'm a marketing professional. I got my master's degree, blah, blah, blah. These are the jobs I'm going for. And all the time he's saying, this is where I want you. And I, you know, that scripture that talks about you give him the desire, he'll give you the desires of your heart. I finally had gotten to the place where I said, you give me the desires of your heart for me. Mm. And when I finally submitted to that, then he brought me here and he put me into a job that I ended up going, oh, this really is what I'm supposed to be doing because I talk for a living and I've always gotten in trouble for talking but now I get paid to talk right but I'm Uh, saying and I get to talk about Jesus right I mean what a blessing and so so as you are submitting to him and as you're surrendering who you think you are he starts to show you who he's created you to be and you start walking in your destiny and it's like whoa which reminds me of this weekend because the whole theme is come alive and I've been thinking a lot about this when do I feel the most alive when I'm right. doing the stuff he's created me to do, exactly. when I'm talking and when I'm singing, that's the stuff he created me to do. So keep down that road because it's awesome. All right, I'm done. You can talk. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk now. <laughs> Along those same lines, I was talking to somebody yesterday um, at church and she said that she had asked God at one point to just tell her all the things that were wrong that she needed to fix. Oh. And she said that was oh. the worst two weeks of my life. <laughs> she said, because it just was hitting me hard, 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 hard. And she said, I finally had to ask God, like, please just do it one at a time now. <laughs> and I told her that I think that all the time that God, by his grace, the reason that we have the, our whole lives to grow with him is because by his grace, he only tells us one thing at a time. That we can all we can do. Be- <laughs> because if we knew the weight of all the things that we do wrong, even those of us who are like, oh, I'm redeemed and I'm already walking in Christ. Yeah. There's still a whole list. He's got he's got it and he's graciously only giving us one thing at a time because if he gave us the whole list, I think we would be floored and wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. We wouldn't know how to fix it because he has to work on each one of those things for us. Wow. So let me ask you a question. What are you going to do to to pay it forward? You're 3 years <laughs> in. Do you feel capable of mentoring somebody else? Yes. Yes. Oh, I do. Awesome. I do. Um I actually I'm not like trying to toot my own horn here because it was definitely like God placed her in my lap. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, my, I'll call her my friend. <laughs> <laughs> my friend. Yes. Um, th- there's a different relation, but we'll say she's my friend. Um, she married somebody that I also knew. And I just sent her a message saying, I want to bring, she had a baby. And I was like, can I bring you some baby stuff? Cause I've got a ton of baby stuff. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, and I knew that they just probably needed a little bit of help. And I did, but I didn't know if either one of them would want to talk to me. It was like, we were friends on Facebook. That was the most we had spoken in like 12 years. Wow. Um, so I said, you know, I didn't know she, she was this. on your heart. Yes. And yeah. I, I was like, maybe, maybe she'll want this stuff. Like, I even told her it was during 2020. And I was like, I can just drop this off at your door. Like, right. You don't even have to talk to me. Like, like, and I'd be, but in a nice way, I'm just like, basically, I'll, just, I'll give it to you. Like if you, even if you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. Yeah. Cause I just had a bunch of stuff with all three kids and she, they, they both invited me in and like started talking to me like I had not missed a beat wow. in 12 years. And it was, wow. it was a different, it was not an issue between us. It was somebody else. And so I, I assumed that they didn't like me 
because of yeah. that. Yeah. And so I was just trying to step out by like asking them to be my friend on Facebook. Like I was trying to like inch my way into being <laughs> friends in, again, yeah. you know? Um, but over that, so it was 2020. Um, and so she was pregnant. She had her baby in September. So that was the middle of 2020. Um, I started immediately speaking over the, like into them, like Jesus, 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 Jesus. One of them had gone to church as a child um, and said that they believed. And then the other one was like, you know, I sang in the choir, but like, that was it. Like I just did it because I knew it was a good singer and my family wanted to get rid of me on Sundays. Mm. <laughs> oh, <wow>. So <laughs> um, then, and she's like, I don't, I didn't know anything about Jesus. I, you know, whatever. So I just started talking to her and I would tell her things and she just got really bad anxiety and every time I would tell her something good, she would kind of back off. And this is how, like, I saw out Cheryl. I wanted a mentor. So I went to her and I said, okay, hey, can you be my mentor? Even though I had spoken maybe like five words to her before that at church. Mm -hmm. um, I just knew that she was a teacher and I was drawn to her. But now I'm like seeking out somebody else to minister to, I guess. And so yeah. it wasn't really like a mentorship that I was looking for. It was just that I wanted to tell her about Jesus. And so she was receptive to it, but then was always like, but this is this every mm -hmm. time I would give her encouragement, but I'm still dealing with this. this, this. Mm -hmm. And I did that with her for a year and a half, a year and a half. And, um, at the end of, oh, I, I'm sorry, that would be, it would have been about three years or, oh, wow. or about two years. I'm sorry, about two years because, um, at the end of this past summer, she accepted Christ mm. and now she and her husband or she and her boyfriend that at the time they are married now i have another baby too but they just got married because she got saved and she felt convicted and so did he that oh, they wow. needed to get married not something that i had to bring up not something i had to say um but i was able to minister into her life to the fact that she is now loving jesus um she from her babies had a TikTok following, which I don't have TikTok, but she has TikTok following, a pretty big one. And she was ministering about Jesus on her TikTok. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, like, so she's still a baby Christian. She knows, you know, like tiny bit, but she is diving deep into God's word. She is going for it. I don't get to see her very often, but she is pretty good at communicating if I communicate with her. Um because she's a busy mom too. But wow. She is working really hard on that. But she found out two weeks ago that she has lymphoma. Oh, wow. Um, she's been having breathing problems for a while and she found out she's got lymphoma. Um, just breaks my heart. Breaks my heart because she knows that God's in control. But obviously the enemy doesn't like what she's doing. And mm. God still allowed it to happen. So I have to just trust that he knows what he's doing. Um, but in all that, she has gone through all these anxiety things and here we are i asked her like how are you doing just like she told me what was going on i said how, okay how are you doing she goes actually i'm doing great mm. she goes i feel this peace i know that god's got it under control i know that he is going to work through this and he's got a plan and i said that's absolutely true i'm like this would be great ministry for your family and i said you're gonna have to fight for that no matter what the outcome is and so she's still in the process of figuring out treatment and things just because it's so recent right right but i'm so proud of her because just her mindset is on christ it's not yeah. on her situation and at the ministry all. that she can do just with that 
just for that perspective moving yes. forward. I've heard that a lot of times from people. You you think these people are going to be miserable because they're suffering from whatever. And they're the ones who are praying for you and encouraging you. Yes. And you're like, wow, who do you serve? Because <laughs> right. it's blowing my mind. That's what that's the thing. When you shared, I envisioned a family tree. We look at our family as blood, your mother, your father, your aunts, uncles, grandparents. But what's happening is God is continuing to build and grow the family tree. Mm -hmm. And as we continue to reach out for a mentor, discipleship, become a mentor and just, you know, you say pay it forward. I just picture this tree and it just keeps growing and growing and blooming and the roots are deeper, but we have to be willing to extend our branch yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not comfortable or convenient. No. Oh, no. It's scary. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody has the same negative thoughts that come into your mind as soon as you try to extend a branch. Mm-hmm. But we have to be obedient. And you were obedient, even though it probably was kind of you didn't know what you were getting yourself into. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's fruitful and it's worth it. And yeah. it, even if the fruit is just like all of a sudden, I'm like, OK, I'm cool with that. <laughs> you know, I just like at least I can see it. Before I'm gone, you know, like I always think about people that minister to family members or friends their whole lives. And then they're like, they're like, I just hope that they can eventually get there. And God blessed me enough to be like, hey, okay, here, here she is. She'll she'll accept me early, you know, and in your attempt to disciple or to attempt to minister. And discipleship is not guaranteed to be clean. It's going to be messy because you're walking through life with people. Right. So let me talk to you real quick about, uh, as you know, I started this 40 day prayer adventure, which I reached out to a lot of people to, to walk with me. And the thing that he was talking about was the effectiveness of our prayers. And he, he said, prayers don't die. The prayers that our founding fathers prayed over our country are still being answered today in our freedom. You know, when we walk in our freedom or whatever, but there are prayers that, your great, great grandfather or great, great grandmother prayed that are still being answered. And so prayers don't just die with you. They don't just flop to the ground. Every prayer is an incense before God and he remembers them. Right. And, and, you know, some people say he either answers yes or not now or no, but I think he answers every time. You just don't know how he answers. I don't know if he's going to say no. I don't know if he's saying not yet. And I don't, but he answers. There must be a country, country theme in my head. Cause now I hear Garth Brooks <laughs> unanswered prayers. You know, that one, you know, that one, the one where he was praying to have this girl as a wife and turned out that she was not his wife. And then when she saw him, he There's saw her later. Someone else. He, he, he well, Okay. Unanswered I, prayers. God knows what's better. You need to Just stop listening praying. to country. I, that, that's my that's my son. I know. I tell him to turn it off. I know. <laughs> Listen to Rise FM. You'll be much better off in the long run. Oh my goodness. All right. So, Caitlin, where do you want to go from here? What What are your aspirations or what are your dreams? Mm. Oh my goodness, aspirations and dreams. I really want to start podcast. Um, I. I told you before, I really like to write, but I'm a little too concise. To, to, <laughs> oh, that's right. You did yeah, say that. <laughs> yes, I'm a little too concise to write or like many blogs even because I'm either going to tell you everything I I know in my brain, like I am right now, <laughs> or I'm going, when I write things down, it's like I can tell you what I need to say in about three sentences. 
And so it's really hard to try to go out and make the material for that. And God was like, well, why don't you do a podcast? You could just talk. Like you were talking about that. Like, <laughs> I've always gotten in trouble for talking. Like you said earlier, like, <laughs> oh, look, and he's like, look, here, ministering. <laughs> since, you're, since you're talking about me, I'll give you an opportunity to talk. So I am so ready to take that opportunity. Um, and I was very blessed by the two of you talking to me at the coffee shop a couple weeks ago because it gave me an idea of trying to hone into an audience and all those things. Oh, so so that's, let that's me give Nicole are. a little backstory now. When we met at the coffee shop, Joy Waremiller, who does Christian radio for WEEC, she is, uh, I think she's afternoons now, but um, Joy and I are both speaking at this retreat that Cheryl's putting on, and she was meeting with Kaylin before we went and met with her. And so Joy is just a whole big squishy thing of love, and she she's is. just pouring <laughs> into Kayleen, and I'm like, I want to be her. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, and she just oozed like love and Jesus and blah, and I just can't Joy wait. Joy is a perfect name for her. Yes, I can't wait yeah. to to see her at the retreat and to hear what she has to say because I just I just loved everything she was saying to you. And then I'm just like, I, I got nothing. I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, come do a podcast, you know. Anyway, but I I really do appreciate her a lot and yeah. and what she was saying to you to encourage you. And I still think you could be a copywriter. I'm just saying. I'm just going to throw that out there. Got to have got lots of people who are going to be <laughs> writing books and, and somebody needs to look them over. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, but my my dreams and aspirations that I I have lost all of those. Isn't that so funny when you when you it's find, not it happens. Yeah. When you but when you finally like get your head straight and you love Jesus you kind of lose your dreams and aspirations. And then I'm like, okay, God, like, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. And I, I know that sounds, I, if I would have heard somebody say that a couple of years ago, I've been like, wow, you think a lot of yourself, <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, you know, I'm holier than now. Like I got this going on. And honestly, it's not at all. It's more just like, I don't know what to do with my life at all. Well, when you surrender your life, it's like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Take well, what now? Yes. Like, right. Yes. right. But yes. there are things that you, that God's put on your heart. Yes. And those things are important to, to make sure that you, you follow through with. So yes. I, I guess it, his dreams do turn into our dreams. Yes. And then that's, yeah, that's what, exactly what I was trying to say. I'm sorry, but it's just, I'm starting with the podcast, but before that I teach, um, I teach Bible study at my church. Um, not, every time we rotate teachers, but I definitely, I definitely feel that call for teaching. Yeah. I didn't feel that call for teaching until I love Jesus. Um, but it's something that like you mentioned earlier, you get to talk and you get to tell people everything that God is saying and you just pray like God to speak through me because yeah. I could tell you all the things you want to know about this or that topic. I can research things. Great. But if I talk to you and just tell you things out of my own brain, it's not going to work. It's you're not, it's not going to penetrate your heart. It mm -hmm. might, God might use my words every once in a while, but if I sit and let him do the work, it's going to penetrate your heart and mine. Cause mm -hmm. I've been teaching this week. I'm teaching on James two and I've been getting a little kick in the pants. Oh yeah. Honestly, James is for that. <laughs> yes. And even favoritism, like who thinks about that? Like, I'm like, I don't think about anybody else any differently than myself. Honestly, I'm like, yeah, oh, they're fine. And as I just kept diving into God's word about it and listening to other preachers talk about it, it was like, well, I've been overlooking this and this and this, that mm. part of things that I don't normally consider favoritism. 
like, wow, I just God checking me. And then he's like faith by works. And I'm like, oh, great. Like, <laughs> and it's not by the works that I, I pick. It's by obedience to him. Um, and that, right. that matters. So God works on my heart and works on their hearts, but not it's not my words. It's his. Yeah, I totally understand the, the no dreams thing, because my husband asked me one day, what are your dreams? And I said, I don't have any. He goes, that saddens me. I said, yeah. why? And he's like, because you got to have dreams. You got to have things to go for. And I'm like, but I'm just, you know, his. But then I started thinking about it. And God does put things on our hearts. So it looks yeah. a little differently. Yes. But it's still a God dream. So my dreams are gone, but God dreams are coming in. And now I'm trying to figure out exactly which way I'm going this way and that way and and how I can do more. And I'm sure that teaching helps you at the end to feel like, again, alive. Yes. And that's when you know you're in the groove. You are doing (laughs) you're doing what God has asked you to do. Nicole is telling me it's time. Is it time for you to leave, Nicole? Because I'll just keep Kayla and she'll be my new friend. Well, I'm being respectful of her time as well. Yes, we do yes. need to be respectful. Actually, we are at it pretty far in. And so full transparency, my coffee's gone. So <laughs> I kind of want to read That's what it is. That's what it is. All right. Is there anything else that we want to ask Kaylin before she's off off to do her things? I don't have anything that I want to ask, but I just, I just want to say this is the first time I've met you and hearing just a little snippet of your story. God loves you enough that he has already used you and will continue. There is a new generation that is rising up and he will use you. Mm. I'm picturing a dream catcher and I don't know the whole story behind how they came about, what, in the 70s or something, 60s, whatever. Anyway, I'm sure it's very, yeah. yeah. But God is our dream catcher and, and we just pray and say, this is what I want, Lord. But then when we say okay, what do you want from us? Then he pours into us. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited for the next stage of what that is. Mm -hmm. And motherhood's a big part of that. It's not just that. So it's been wonderful to meet you. And I'm super excited to hear when things progress with the podcast. Yes. And I know a place where you could do that right here. (laughs) That's beside the point. But anyway, I did want you to, to be in. And I, again, this is what I want to do this year. I want to talk to people who whose lives are are being lived out with Jesus and and he's changed them. Like Kaylin is obviously changed and and then you know you you start counting all the things like wow, this is how I used to be and it makes you so incredibly grateful that you're on the new path. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's that's yes. me. And and yes, you are kind of the next generation for for the next group that's coming up so i think god's going to use you in magical ways in some fantastic <laughs> and very cool ways and so i cannot wait to see oh, well i'm very excited god is good and I used to say that all the time then say it but now i believe it yeah. awesome <laughs> yes awesome. that's right well nicole this is fun. Let's do it again. Let's find somebody else. We'll go walk out on the streets and say, do you know Jesus? Because that's a good way to, you know, open up a conversation. We'll see if they want to come in and talk. All right. You go, you, go, you go find the next one on the streets, girlfriend. Well, it's Angie and friends. Yes. I got to have another friend. So thank you so much for taking some time and coming in. And Nicole, always wonderful to talk to you. You too, darling. We'll see you guys later. Bye.
the Rise of Hemp Podcast Network.